Come on. Max, are you ready? I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grumbacher. Max Borges is the author of How to Be Fan-Fucking-Tastic, Collection of Wisdom and Motivation. He's also the founder of the Max Borges Agency. I'm excited to have you on. Max, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Thanks for that great intro, George. Well, I uh, personal life. I'm married. I have three uh, beautiful kids. I live in Miami Beach. Um, I have a public relations agency with 45, almost 50 employees, um, and we focus and work only with consumer technology companies. And what that means is we work with companies that make cool electronic gadgets. So everything from headphones to um, audio equipment to health uh, personal health, uh, electronic equipment, just a- anything that you would buy at a Best Buy or at an Apple store. And so I get to work with cool gadgets every day. I've had the company now for uh, almost uh, 19 years. And um, and then I also wrote a book called How to Be Fan-Fucking-Tastic. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> when, when uh, we jumped on the call here, I'm like, hey, Max, how are you? And And, and of course, of course, the answer was I'm fan-fucking-tastic. So... So what was the motivator for uh, actually the writing motivator the book? for the book? Well, you know, over the years, I've had so many people help me. I certainly um, didn't accomplish what I've accomplished all by myself. And uh, and I learned so much from all these different mentors and from many, many books that I've read. And I thought I, 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 I started one day just kind of writing some quotes that were uh, representative of the types of things that I've learned and that have guided me through my life and helped me become successful and um, and and then put them into a book f- uh, format. And this is when I had about 20 quotes and showed them to some friends and got some really, really great feedback from it. So I thought, well, maybe I should, you know, build this out. So uh, over the next year, year and a half, I uh, I wrote over 120 quotes as I was going through my work day and through my life um, of all quotes that, again, that that were part of, you know, how I think and, and would have guided my success. And uh, and so put it together into a book. And so far, the response has been great. People really love it. That's awesome. And so when somebody picks it up, what what are you hoping that they'll get out of it? Well, I'm hoping that it will inspire them to think about some of the basic ideas that are important to being successful. And it's the kind of book that you can kind of open it up to any page um, and and really just kind of marinate on a particular quote and think about how that impacts your life. And uh, so, yeah, I'm hoping it's going to help help people find more success and more happiness and be more fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> So when we talk about, or rather when you talk about success, what is that, what does that sort of mean to you? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, I, I think that to be truly successful, I think, you know, anybody can be just financially successful. Anybody can just be a great family person, you know, be a great parent or, or, but I think being all of those things, being financially successful, being a great parent, being a great husband or wife, uh, being a great friend, um, 
being a, a great member of your community and doing all those things at the same time, I think that's for me is the definition of success, being able to balance all those things, health as well, you know, being fit and, and being able to take care of your, your mind and body. Um, I think when you can balance all those things properly, then that, then you're truly successful. Amen. Um, so being able to successfully balance or, or manage balance is one of those tricky terms, right? Yeah. <laughs> You know, because at certain points of your life, I imagine when you were starting out your agency, your balance looked probably different than it looks today. Or maybe yeah, it looks I, the same. I, well, you know, for, fortunately, when I first started the agency, I didn't have kids. And so it right. gave me a little bit more time <laughs> to, uh, to, to you know, index toward the business a bit more. Um, and, yeah, certainly now I have a lot more time for, uh, f- you know, family than I did, you know, back then when I was trying to get things things going. Uh, but I think, uh, I think, you know, you find a way, um, there's 168 hours in a week and, uh, you know, you're only sleeping seven or eight hours a, a night and, you know, you, you have to find ways to, to, to be efficient and to really plan every hour of the day so that you maximize it. I think a lot of times we spend time, um, you know, doing things that are not really deliberate, you know, we're, we're binging on Netflix or we're just, you know, chilling out or we're just relaxing or whatever, where I think we have to be more deliberate about everything from the work that we do to the time that we spend with family to the relaxation time, you know? Um, so, you know, I like to meditate, uh, as my way of relaxing, but that's a lot more efficient than spending four hours chilling on the sofa, you know? And it's not that, you you should never do that but if you're really trying to accomplish great things you have to maximize the use of every hour of every week and you shouldn't make excuses about not having enough time there's always enough time it's just about how you're dedicating your time to your different goals in life mm-hmm. yeah i think that that's well said in terms of um so being deliberate i am a that, that's i'm a big fan of 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 saying being intentional I think that those are probably yes. the same word, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. That's it's what I mean. Sort of made me wonder. I'm like, how is deliberate different than intentional? And I don't, I'll have to get a dictionary out, but it's, it's essentially we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. And I think that a big part of um, of what you're working on and what you've uh, what, what's what's helped you to be successful in your life is is, is optimism. Is that right? Oh, a- absolutely. I'm. I'm probably overly optimistic, you know, and, and as they say, you know, um, uh, realistic people are right more often than optimistic people, <laughs> but optimistic people are more successful because they tend to, you know, try things that realistic people might not try. They tend to, you know, wake up with a certain enthusiasm for things that realistic people might think are not realistic. And so, um, you know, I think we optimistic people probably lose more often than realistic people, but we try a lot more often. And so in, at the end of the day, you know, we're winning more. And that's, that's definitely, I'm sure that that's got to be a deliberate practice, right? Or is that just, you think it's hardwired into your DNA to be optimistic about stuff? 
I think it's a combination. Um, you know, my father was always an extremely optimistic person. And, um, and so I think that hardwired me, but then, you know, I think that, um, you know, motivation and, and just, you know, mental energy, uh, it doesn't always come naturally. You know, not everybody wakes up in the morning, just raring to go every day. And I think you have to look for inspiration every single day. And so I try to either you know, read or I'm watching a YouTube video or something every day that's going to help inspire me and give me energy and help me stay optimistic about things. I also don't allow myself to spend too much time around negative people. Um, I mean, certainly I, I'm going to try to to turn them around and make them as, as uh, positive and optimistic as possible. But, you know, it, there comes a point where they start bringing you down and that's where you have to, you know, really surround yourself with, with great people. And, uh, you know, and, and that's, I think really important is to, you're going to be, you know, Tony Robbins says you're going to be the average of the five people that you spend the most amount of time with. And so I try to spend time with people who are building me up, not bringing me down. Yeah. Well, it, it, amen to that for sure. I think that, that we can all, um, even if we do fancy ourselves to be optimistic people or positive people or super driven, whatever it might be, that doesn't mean that we don't need to remind ourselves because it's not easy, right? So to hear you say that you're you're consistently looking for inspiration or, or, or motivation, I, I think it's an important thing to hear because um, there's certainly a lot of people out there that, that don't always feel like it, but that we want to be more optimistic. Yeah, absolutely. Look, even a fast car needs gas every once mm. in a while. So you got to fill the tank and you got to keep it filled. And if you don't, you're going to run out of gas and the fast car is not going to be very fast without gas. So, yeah, I think that that's a great metaphor right there. Nice. All right. So looking for that optimism, look, 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 looking for that motivation. Do you have like, like for, for me, just as an example, I try to practice gratitude uh, when I'm brushing my teeth and in and, and the shower just because for some reason I, I connected it where this is the time where I'm supposed to be doing that. And that helps me to just sort of remind myself to to kind of link those two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think gratitude is is key. Um, you know, gratitude can remove a lot of, um, anxiety and stress from your life because it refocuses you on, you know, all the great things that you have. We get so focused on the, the 5% that we don't have, and we forget about the 95% that we do have. And, uh, and that happens to me sometimes as well. So practicing gratitude is definitely something that is a, a daily, um, you know, habit of mine. Um, you know, I got a new app recently that I've been trying out that is kind of a gratitude app where it, it prompts you to write in the three things that you're happy about each day. And, and that's been pretty cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, gratitude is, is key to having a happy and optimistic and positive life. Yeah, I love it. So the book is is 100 plus pages of practical advice on how to stop sucking at life and start start being fan fucking tastic. Do you have do you have a, a like 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 a top couple of of tips or tricks that 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 are your favorites? Yeah, sure. Um, so so one that uh, I have is um, 
you know, over promise and over fucking deliver. A lot of people say under promise and over deliver. But uh, I remember when I first started my business, um, you know, we didn't have a track record and we hadn't really done a whole lot. And so to get a new client in, you know, PR marketing, we, we, when we first started, we weren't focused just on, on PR for consumer tech. We just basically did anything. I called it the AFM stage, the anything for money stage. And, um, and we, you know, I had to over promise. I had to promise things that I didn't know if I could pull off, but then I worked my ass off and, and my, you know, the first members of my team when we first started, when I first started hiring people had to work their ass off to over deliver. Um, and, and by over delivering, we were able to create some raving fans and get references and, and grow that way. So I think, you know, you can't be too afraid to make a big promise, but then you have to work your ass off to deliver on it. Yeah. Amen there. Make a big promise and work your work your ass off to, to, to make sure you actually actually make it happen. So nice. So yeah, moving from the, uh, the anything for money stage to to where you're at right now doing PR for consumer tech companies. How did that sort of how, how, how did that take place? Yeah, good good question. So um, about four years in, I had uh, ten clients, and I think we were doing close to a million dollars in business. And uh, and I'll be honest with you, I I wasn't um, unhappy with how far the business had come because when I started the business, it was really by accident. I was looking for a job, couldn't get anybody to hire me. Um, and after sending out a hundred resumes, I had one company call me and said, well, we don't have a job for you, but we can give you some consulting work, working from home, part-time, whatever. And, and I did that. And so after a few months of doing that, I realized I could get another client, you know, quote unquote, and, 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 you know, make, make a a good amount of money between two clients and then maybe get some part-time help and get a third client. I just kind of kept building it that way. So, you know, four years in, I had about 10 clients and 10 employees and, and, uh, and I was making good money, but I was, I was running around like a chicken with his head cut off. And I felt like I was just kind of stuck where I wasn't going to be able to grow anymore. And I, and I don't like having any kind of limit to my growth. I like to feel like I can just kind of keep going, even though the business was already more successful than I'd already ever dreamed. I wanted it to be, I wanted to be able to keep getting bigger. I get bored quickly. I have um, ADD. So, you know, I needed more. So um, I was reading three books at the time, Good to Great by Jim Collins, uh, Straight from the Gut by Jack Welch, and Rockefeller Habits by Vern Harnish. And all three books had a very similar message. They said, focus on what you can be the best at. And so I went home one night and sitting at my kitchen table, I made two lists. I made a list of all the clients that we were doing great work for and didn't require my time. It wasn't coming laddering back up to me. My employees were handling the work well. And then a list of the clients that maybe were unhappy and were requiring me to get involved and fix whatever problem we were having. And what I quickly found was that the first column was all consumer tech clients that we were doing PR for. And the other list, was just a mishmash of other stuff. So I realized if we just did consumer tech PR, I'd have nothing to do. So 
that would be awesome because then I could focus on things like getting more clients and hiring great people and really focus on building the business versus focusing on the day-to-day of the client work. And so I went into the office the next day and I said, from this point on, we are not going to sign anything that's not consumer tech media relations. So consumer tech PR. And that's what we started doing. And that was 2007. And that year we grew 74%. Um, Even though we narrowed our market considerably as far as who we would work for, we actually grew And the business got way, way easier to run. It was like this weight off my shoulders because I wasn't dealing with all of the problems every day. I was just dealing with good things like getting new clients and hiring people and putting systems and processes in place so that everything runs really well. And we just kept growing and growing and growing. And and so that's really one of my mantras is for any business and really for any person is, you know, Figure out what you can be the best at and focus on that. You know, and today we're the best consumer tech focused PR agency in the world. Um, and and we represent more than 50 different companies, more, more companies than many, many, you know, multi-hundred million dollar, you know, uh, international conglomerates because we just focus on that one thing. And so we're, we, when you focus on one thing, you can get better at it than anybody else. I love it. What can you be the best at? And then yeah. being able to figure that out and then to, to devote as many resources as you possibly can towards that, that leads to a fan-fucking-tastic life. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Max, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? So so it, it kind of uh, feeds off of what I was just saying. I think, um, you know, if you, you – you, if you want to be successful in life, you've got to think about three uh, intersecting circles. The first one is, what do you love? The second is, what do you get great at? And the third one is, what is there a market for? And where those three things intersect is going to be your sweet spot. And there's a lot of people that get two of those right. You know, they'll get what they love and what there's a market for right. Um, but they don't get what they're great at right, you know, and you see, uh, you know, these people on uh, American Idol, which just started back up again uh, the other day, they'll come in and they're just, they're terrible singers. <laughs> and they're so upset when the judges don't let them go to Hollywood. And you go, what's going on there? It's like, yeah, they're following their dream, but they're just not that good at it. And so you've got to be – it's got to be something that fits in your talent. I think everybody has a, has a superpower. Everybody has a special talent. And you've got to find that special talent that you also love and that there's a market for it. There's got to be a market for it because you know you can maybe be the best in the world at spinning a basketball on your finger. But there's probably not a huge market for that. And so um, it's not going to go very far. So you really got to find all three. And, and some people um, will take – their entire life looking for this. You know, one of my other quotes is it's never too late, too late to do something great. And, you know, you, you look at people like, uh, Colonel Sanders, who, um, who started Kentucky fried chicken, I think was 70 years old before his, uh, before he found out what he loved and what he was great at and what there was a market for. Um, Diana Nyad who swam from Cuba to Miami, the first person to ever swim there, um, from Cuba to Miami was uh, 64 years old hmm. when she did it, you know, and she had tried it when she was in her twenties as a professional athlete and couldn't do it. And then she tried it 
three times in her 60s, and it wasn't until her third try that she could do it. So sometimes it's just a matter of the planets aligning, and that doesn't always happen like it did for Mark Zuckerberg or the guys that started Google, you know, where they were in college, and then they found their thing, and they become billionaires in their 20s. Some people, it doesn't happen until later in life. So, you know, I say don't give up looking for, you know, that perfect trio um, of what you love, what you're great at, and what uh, there's a market for, because even if in, you're in your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, it's never too late to find that and to and to redirect your life towards something that could be just truly amazing for you. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Max, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and where can they where can they pick up a copy of How to Be fan Fantastic? Awesome. They can uh, pick up a copy on Amazon. Uh, best way to find it is just search for Max Borges, B-O-R-G-E-S, author. Um, for some reason, when you put in how to be fan-fucking-tastic, it doesn't come up. <laughs> but uh, just search for Max Borges, author, and the book will come up. You could buy it on Amazon in hardcover or uh, soft. And... Um, and uh, the, I have a website uh, for my agency, maxborgesagency.com, if they want to learn more about the agency. And, uh, and we've got an Instagram, uh, fanfuckingtastic, uh, uh, on Instagram. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Max your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to Amazon and pick up a copy of it just by typing in Max Borges Author, which is M-A-X-B-O-R-G-E-S. And then go to the Max Borges Agency as well and find him on Instagram also. Thanks again, Max. Thanks, George. Great. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together. <laughs>